All right. Well, he is one half of our main event on August 26th at the Maverick Center, the return of Mike Jones. A couple of years away from Fierce Fighting Championship. We are so happy to have him back. Mike, thank you so much for joining us, man. Hey, thanks for having me. So headed in, fourth title fight of your career. How are you looking forward to this one up against Jerome Hatch? I don't know, maybe fourth time's a charm. <laughs> Been unsuccessful in those last three, but I feel good about this one. I don't know. Opponent's right. Everything seems good. Yeah, I'm curious when you talk about the right opponent, what do you see in Jerome Hatch that you particularly like about this matchup? Because we've talked privately as well, and you've said that you really like this matchup. I'm I'm a mixed martial artist. He's kind of got this one-sided game where he's tries to box and brawl. So, and we're not fighting in bare knuckle boxing. We're uh, I just feel like I have a lot more tools to offer than what he does. I mean, he obviously has the equalizer. He has that right hand, or yeah. I mean, he can he can end the fight at any time. But I just feel like my skill sets quite a bit more than his. How dangerous would you say that equalizer is? Obviously, the power, which is you know, seen him win a handful of fights with that one X factor. I I don't think it's any different than anybody else I've ever fought. We're we're middleweights. We're going to be over 200 pounds. Like any single person in this division could put my lights out if they hit me. It's all about being hit. Um, so, I mean, he's going to have to find the mark and that's going to be hard for him to do. Quick little observation, just from the beginning, we talked about your fourth title fight saying that you haven't been on the right side of those previous three title fights. But the big difference here is that this one is at 185 pounds. And you've told me that you feel a lot better at that weight class. How much are you taking that into consideration headed into this one? Oh, yeah, dude. Change your weight classes. I should have done that from the start. I should have never went down to 170. Like that weight cut killed me. My cardio is garbage. I feel like I could get knocked out a lot easier at that weight. Um, I don't know. 85 is a good fit for me. No, it definitely is. And I know you're walking around a little north of that 200 pound uh, area. You've talked to me about also working at different gyms. I know that you've been at Jeremy's, obviously, for, for the majority of your career, but you've also been over at Agima. What's it been like just training at different places, getting some new faces uh, to train with? Yeah, I've been through a bunch of different gyms. Actually, the one of the first real gyms I spent most of my years at was 4-7, which I believe drums there now. Um, and I've been at Horns for a couple years now. Ever since I came back to fighting after 2020, I took a couple years off and then I came to Horns and then, yeah, and then going down a couple of days a week to Agima, mixing it up down there is, it's just, for me, it's getting a different look, different guys, different body types, just good. And we're in Utah. There's not a huge, huge gyms like you get when I was training in Denver, when you had 40 professional fighters on the mat every day, um, you go to each gym and you have a handful of fighters. So I think it's pretty essential to go around and get different looks from different people. Yeah, I kind of wanted to ask you a little bit about the tough competition leading into this one. Jerome is obviously a well-in-game opponent, uh, similar to all the other ones, but I just got a quick list here. I mean, Kyle Stewart, Carson Hardman, Sean Brady, Ty Gwerter, like you have faced some of the best in the entire West Coast who have competed over the years. I'm just curious, where do you think Jerome ranks amongst those that you have faced in the past? Because those are some big names. I don't think he's any different. I mean, and the difference is almost all those, besides maybe the Carson fight, 
most of those were short, short notice fights. Like the Brady one was on six days notice, cutting 28 pounds. Kyle Stewart, they were on, you know, a few weeks, four, three, four weeks notice, it seemed like. Um, this one I've had, I've had a long time to train for Jerome. So yeah, it's going to, it's going to be good for me that night. How nice has it been to be on this full camp, just in general, just to recoup your body, make sure that you're as prepped and ready to go on August 26th? Oh, it's been nice. I, I mean, the nerves suck. I kind of like the short notice fights because I, I don't have to think about it. Dude, I could just jump in there and fight. I don't got to have all the stresses of laying in bed, you know, having all the anxiety throughout the fight camp. But other than that, like I'm in shape. I'm ready to fight. Um, yeah, I'm ready to go. One of the big things that I was curious about, I was I was working on our my boards for both you and him. And one of the big parts that that kind of flew off the page for me was despite your long tenured career of 16 fights at this point, Jerome has three times that. I can't remember the exact number. I can't do the math in my head right now. But Jerome does have three times the experience just in MMA, not to mention the bare knuckle boxing side of things. How do you feel going in there knowing that Jerome has a lot of miles, but he also has, you know, more experience and more reps? Yeah, I, I think uh, quality rep, reps count. You know what I'm saying? Like, I step in there again, bigger promotions, and I've had quality opponents. I mean, yeah, he's had a lot of fights, but if you look at them, they're, a lot of them are the same guys over and over back in the UTC, whatever the ultimate fighting thing that Utah did back in the day. I think a lot of them were there. He's had a lot of the same opponents. I think quality of opponents and quality of performances – is what's going to count. Well, speaking of quality performances and quality wins, back-to-back wins for you when you were on a little bit of a skid there just a couple of years ago, is there anything that changed? And on top of that, how has this win streak that you've been on kind of benefited you headed into this one? Has it upped your confidence or anything like that? Oh, for sure. So yeah, I thought I was, I was done with fighting after the last loss to Kyle Stewart. It was like a shorter notice fight. I, uh, Working, working a stressful job, just, you know, a lot of personal stuff. And I end up losing. I'm taking, I've lost these fights um, when I get right to that level. Like I fight Sean Brady. He fights one or two more. He goes to the UFC. I fight Kyle Stewart back in, I think it was 2016 maybe. And he, a couple fights, he's in the UFC. I fight Ty Gwerder, lose that fight. He's in Bellator right after he fights me. Um, I guess I was just discouraged and really wasn't doing things right. I didn't, I mean, I was living in price. And there's really wasn't much for me down there to train training wise. So I was trying to work full time and then travel, you know, two hour drive one way on top of working and to get training in. So I was just kind of bummed out after losing that fight and I wanted to be done. And then took a couple years off, body healed up, started training over at Jeremy's and just fell right back into it. What made you want to come back? Because it seems like, you know, after those disappointing losses, it seemed like you were ready to pack it up. Uh, honestly, is my wife. So she's trained at Jeremy's for a long time. And once I got with her and we started living together, she she talked me into, let's just go train, get back in shape and go do some jujitsu or some kickboxing. So we went in and yeah. And then next thing you know, three months later, I'm fighting Eric Munoz. During that time away, how much did you miss it? I missed it. I missed the training. I missed the, I don't know, dude, fighting sucks. I mean, it's a, it's fun. I love fighting, but yeah, I miss it. And I missed going to the events and coaching and cornering people and 
that's what kind of, I know, getting back at horns and guys had fights coming up and asking me to help corner them. And then I was just, yeah, I missed all that. Do you prefer cornering over fighting yourself? Do you think? No, I get way more nervous when I'm cornering people. I like when my friends are fighting, I'm like way more anxious than when I'm, when I'm fighting. Yeah. I can, I can control, I can control what I can do. I can't, I can't make them win or lose. And you're so invested in your teammates and you want them to win so bad. So. You've been around for, for quite some time. I, I believe 2020 was when you made your pro day or 2012. I apologize. Is when you made your pro debut. Is that correct? Uh, I think my pro debut was probably 2014 for showdown. My, I did my first amateur fight. I think if you look online, it says 2012. It's for my first amateur fight. I actually had three other fights before that up in Wyoming. I lived in Wyoming at the time in 2010. So I have a few fights, probably three or four fights that for some reason doesn't show up on my topology page or the mixedmartialarts.com page. But yeah, I started in 2010. I had a couple fights then. So, so to say, I mean, almost a decade and a half of fighting experience under your belt. I am curious. I ask everyone who comes on this show, what got you into fighting? What was the motivation to get into a gym? Oh, dude, I, so I wrestled my whole life. So I start, I got on a wrestling mat four or five years old and I was competitive. Um, and honestly, it's like kind of a wild story. I was actually moved to Wyoming, working in a coal mine. One of the guys I worked with told me that he had a, that he did jujitsu and he trained. So he asked me to come to his house one night. And I was like, yeah, that'll be fun just to go get in shape. And I was like, I used to wrestle, whatever. So we had a 10 by 10 mat. And we trained. This is like on a Wednesday. This is probably a Wednesday. And we like moved his furniture out of his living room and we just like grappled and I had no idea what I was doing. Um, and then they, he told me, Hey, there's fights coming in Saturday. You want to fight? I'm like, no, that's pretty crazy. I don't really want to do it. And he's like, I'll just do it once. So I kind of made it the bucket list thing. Yeah, I'll step in there. So I, the first time I really trained was on a Wednesday and then I went and fought that Saturday. And then after that, I was like, holy sh holy sh this is crazy. So then I, I joined a gym up there and then I just started training every day after that. That's unbelievable. And so did you ever think that you would, you know, a couple years later, make the move to, to be a professional fighter and to do this as, as obviously not the full-time job, but definitely something that, you know, you've dedicated your life to. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. After, after that fight and I started training, that was the goal. I was like, I'm going to get a few fights. I'm going to go pro and start making money out of this. It was like instant. That is such a cool story. I absolutely love that. Well, last question from me, and this is added on with a stat to it. You haven't been to a third round in six years. What can the fans expect from you on August 26th against Jerome Hatch? Yes, yeah, it's that wrecking ball style, man. Kill or be killed. Um, I'm always going in there. I mean, gets me in trouble sometimes. I've been on the wrong side of that, but uh, I don't, no one's ever told me I've been in a boring fight. So you can expect an exciting fight. You can expect him trying to kill me. I'm going to try to kill him, and then we'll see who wins. Nine wins, all of them by KOTKO. Mike Jones making the walk in our main event on August 26th. Make sure to get your tickets over at FierceFightingChampionship.com. Mike, thank you so much for the time, man. Thanks, man.